welcome to another episode of the Pop the Campaign podcast. My name is Alex Morinello and I am your hostess with the mostess. <laughs> that was really obnoxious, but I'm just in that mood today. Um, I am so, so, so grateful for how the uh, first two episodes of the Pop the Campaign podcast coming back have been received. I've been loving your messages on Instagram. So if you um, at any point feel so inclined, I would love it if you screenshot while you are listening or take a picture while you're listening, uh, post this in your stories, tag at Pop the Campaign, and I'd be more than happy to repost and engage with you. I just love communicating and learning more about the people that are following, the people that are listening, and I can't wait to dive deeper. Uh, This week, it's just me today. I know that last week was super fun. We had Terry and Sarah from uh, Female Suicide Hustle and the Safer Seat podcast on, and we were talking all things just kind of online business and what that looks like and what the scope looks like. And uh, they are two amazing females who have really... Uh, you know, been a support and been an amazing place for me to reach out to and be feel really supported and connecting with so many other uh, females who side hustle, full-time hustle, whatever you do, hustle. Uh, so if you're not already following them, uh, follow them at uh, Females Who Side Hustle or at Safer Seat. Make sure you subscribe to their podcast. It is so good. They have some really great conversations. Um, and today we are going to have a little bit more of a serious conversation, but a conversation that I think needs to be had. Um, I've had a number of friends lately, uh, some of them that I haven't talked to in years and years, others that I talk to on a daily basis, have had their accounts fully taken. And what I mean by this is... Some of them, it's kind of two different experiences that I've experienced, if you will. Um, One side of things, has this ever happened to you? If it has, this is totally an episode for you to listen to. If you don't have time to listen right now, save this, put this in your play later and uh, come back to it because it is going to really give you some tips that I have you know, researched and used myself to keep myself safe, keep my kids safe while I'm posting on social media and also have given to these friends that have reached out um, to keep them safe as well. And hopefully, you know, their experience experiences won't happen to you. So twofold um, to this is one side, people are having their accounts completely taken from them. Uh, usually what happens is that they will receive an email or a message that just says like, uh, something has been compromised in your account. Please use this link to, uh, go to a certain page and like reset your password or something like that. And in most cases, what usually happens is as soon as they click on that button and log into Instagram, they are immediately logged out. Their information is taken from them. And then what I've experienced is again, two different sides of essentially ransom is being looked at um, or being asked for. And in one friend's circumstance, they were asking for, a certain amount of money in another friend's circumstance they were actually uh asking for a certain amount of money but in a crypto format um which would have required you to go on the blockchain create your own um account wallet whatever you call it i'm not a crypto expert um and then send them 500 dollars worth of crypto or bitcoin which like really wasn't 
much in the grand scheme of things, but enough that it became a lot more. Anyway, so many things that they are being asked to do either way, some type of form of money or a monetary uh, exchange is being asked for. And then on the flip side, there are people that are just straight out taking um, not the account, but like if they haven't been able to successfully take the account, because let's say you don't click on that link or you don't, you know, innocently fall for because it's really easy to fall for a lot of these scams. Um, they just take your pictures. They screenshot your pictures. Um, actually, uh, there was someone, if it's you and you're listening, please DM me so that I can give you credit. <laughs> but there was someone a few months ago and they were actually screen recording her stories and making it seem like it was all in real time, which is just absolutely insane to me. And it, that person who had taken all their pictures, so they go onto their account. I know that there's a number of people um, in my circle and I'm sure in your circle that have had this happen to them. And basically what they do is they go to your account, they screenshot everything, um, they upload it all, usually like within a day or something, and then they take like your content and they message your friends, family, whatnot, and act exactly like you. So they'll do something super simple. Like, um, if you were to use my username, the Alex Morinello on Instagram, um, or even pop the campaign on Instagram, they would change, like maybe it would have like two eyes where the campaign is or like something super subtle that you wouldn't notice. So a lot of people, are having these things taken from them. And in my experience, the majority of the people that have had this happen to them in my life are being scammed by people looking to sell crypto mining. And I know that crypto mining means something different. I would love to have a crypto expert come and chat about this um, so that we can really dive in here. But Essentially, I reached out to a one of the people that um, my friend had been um, taken their account by. I don't know what to call them. The criminal <laughs> um, had taken her account. Um, I messaged the account. I found the person. They were smart enough, I guess, to tag their mentor in the account that they were trying to get people to follow. And so basically, I guess they had hacked into her account in order to first and foremost, ask for $500 worth of Bitcoin as essentially ransom. And second of all, go and message all of her friends to see if they would also follow for the scam. Um, and so I messaged who they claimed it was their mentor and I just said, Hey, listen, my friend has had their account taken. I'm curious how your process works. And this person basically in their message confirmed that, um, what this, I guess, agency MLM, I'm not really sure what to call this method is. Um, there's quite a number of them and they call it Bitcoin mining, crypto mining, and all they do is literally scam people's accounts. Um, full disclosure, I did find this person's, um, they asked us to send $500 via the uh, blockchain wallet. I don't really know what that means, <laughs> but um, they asked for that. So I went on to basically make it seem like I was actually gonna send over the money 
And this person had over $100,000 worth of crypto in their account. Um, and that wasn't 100,000 ETHs or whatever the heck it is. It was actual US dollars. So this is a pretty profitable situation for a lot of these people. Um, and it is something that seems to be really easy to do because I would immediately think, okay, from a business perspective, um, if you were going to scam, essentially, one person, all you have to do is one person a day, you would end up with $500 worth of crypto, whatever that equivalency is, it's still $500. It's still more than what someone would make in an average day at their job. It's still, you know, lucrative enough for someone who's looking for that kind of opportunity. And if you had multiple accounts going and multiple people doing this like under your team or however that works, I can see where it would be enticing to do. Not right, not appropriate, not welcomed, not encouraged, but I can understand where the, you know, desire to do so would be. So I thought after having that interaction and a couple other people telling me their stories and I had shared something on my uh, like business account and I just was like, dang, we are falling for some easy stuff here that I guess isn't really, you know, common knowledge or easy in the mind of someone who isn't on social media all day, wouldn't know what the signs are to really um, know that it's a scam or know that it's something that they shouldn't do. So I thought I would just give you some of my, you know, top tips, top advice on how to keep yourself safe on social. Um, this is for your kids too. Uh, I know a lot, I got a lot of moms in this group here and whether they are young, uh, whether they are posting on their own, whether they are teenagers, whether you are showing them on your account, uh, these are the kind of things that we need to be watching out for. And there are a few things that we can do to, you know, minimize that uh, unsafeness uh, and, you know, avoid putting ourselves in, danger, if you will. Uh, it, things can get really serious. Uh, I did have a situation a few years back that I won't dive into, but there was some social stalking and uh, that really opened my eyes to needing to be a lot more careful and a lot more mindful about what I was putting out there, how I was sharing it, when I was sharing it, etc, etc. So let's dive in here. First and foremost, um, two of the four people that I'm specifically referencing, um, I'm not going to share their names because they don't do social. They're not like in the social world and they would like to remain, you know, on their own. Uh, privacy is really important. And so I'm not going to do that. But if you are listening, hey, 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 how are you? I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for feeling comfortable enough to reach out and share your experience, ask for advice. I feel so honored that you trusted, you know, whatever guidance I could give you. Um, so in their experience, they unfortunately were the reason why they got scammed. Um, it could have been really easily prevented. Um, what happened was the person who was scamming them sent them an email, said, log into this email, change your password. You know, there was an issue with your account. Uh, both of them, actually, the emails came from, one of them came from like AmazonGiveaways.com and another one came from uh, the 
it was just words that like didn't really make sense. Um, so it could have easily been very much avoided if they had just not clicked on that link and not signed in, but they did. And immediately everything was taken from them and they had this, you know, crypto mining experience. I don't want to put a bad name on crypto mining because I know that there's a lot of people doing great things within it. Uh, and I'm sure that there is a great side. It's just when it comes to this side of things, it's not. So be really mindful. Uh, a lot of times if Instagram in particular sends out an email, first and foremost, it would have an actual like at facebook.com uh, tag and it would, or domain, and it would say something like, I don't even want to give you an example because I don't have a straight up example. Uh, it's never happened to me, luckily. Well, I, it did happen one time about a password thing for a client, but I didn't click on it. And um, it also like won't have someone's name. Like it would usually be like services or um, admin at Instagram. Like that's not an, an actual example, but it would be a little bit more professional. Um, and it definitely would have a tag either or a domain either at Meta, at Facebook, at Instagram, um, at TikTok. Like it's not going to have some like random Gmail account. So do yourself a favor immediately anytime you see something from any of the apps that you use, Pinterest, TikTok, YouTube, what have you, immediately look at the sender email and make sure that it's a legit email because that could be, you know, the point where you nip it in the butt immediately. Bud, but what's that phrase? Sure, let's go with it. Um, <laughs> that could be the point, though, where you actually just nip it. It's done and that's it. Now we have the other side of it where, you know, if you did choose to move forward with that, I'll be honest with you, there's only a few options when it comes to actually having your account acquired like that. Uh, I mean, you could go ahead and pay them if you felt like you really needed it and if it was really important to you and you had built this account and whatnot, um, that would be really important. However, uh, I, I, I just feel not comfortable suggesting that you do that because we don't know, you know, what the ulterior motive is, what their next step is. Like you just never really know. So in the safest way possible, I would just kind of essentially surrender the account, report as many times as possible, try and get in contact with someone at Instagram, Facebook, what, whatnot. Um, they do have really good reporting tools at this point where you can report the account and say that it's impersonating someone else or um, that it's been taken. Like you can actually put that you think that your account has been hacked or stolen or whatnot and they will deal with it in that appropriate manner. Um, now on the other side of things is I've had direct friends not only recently but like over the years have their accounts um, essentially like mimicked, uh, cloned, and these people ride as long as they possibly can acting like the other person. So what they do, I briefly went over this, is that they go to your account, they screenshot all of your stuff. As I mentioned, the one person I saw, uh, they were actually screen recording her stories so that it seemed like totally real and in uh, actual time. And 
it's scary. It's really scary. Like the only indication of anything being any different, uh, they clearly purchased some followers. So they have the exact same follower amount as this person. They were posting her stories in real time. Their posts, um, was the only indication that something was up because they had uploaded a bunch on one day. And so if you saw the dates of the upload, then you would see, oh, that's a little scammy that it's been up, um, only for five days. And they uploaded them all on that one day. Uh, but if you didn't really pay attention to that, which there's a lot of these little details that we don't pay attention to. Why would you ever think to really look at that, right? It's the same as the email thing. If you are so used to seeing Instagram, Facebook, what have you send you an email, why would you feel like you needed to dive any deeper? Well, because there's crazies out there that have realized that we're not going to dive deeper. So they make this happen. Anyway, um, so what they end up doing is they take your whole account, um, repost all of your content word for word, hashtag for hashtag. And uh, a lot of times uh, for some of the people that I've seen, the only reason that they realize that this was happening is because these scammers start reaching out to the people that are following you. Um, And because they're literally ripping the content that you're sharing, some of them actually discovered it because they were using their brand's business um, branded hashtag. And they were like, well, why is this post there? If I already posted that on my account, like who is this? And then they ended up finding out that there was a couple of accounts, you know, impersonating them. Now, when it comes to something like that, again, report, 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 share it with your community, share it with anyone you can and get people to report that. Um, reach out to Instagram business, uh, share that they're impersonating you, like just do whatever you can to get that back. Um, if it does become, you know, something really detrimental, again, if you can reach out to Instagram, they're not always super, super, um, responsive, but a lot of times they can help. So I would try and do as much as you can on that. Um, but another side of it is that you don't want things to get really like dangerous, you know? So if you feel uncomfortable and you feel like you just want to like let it go or whatnot, sometimes what happens is they start realizing that everyone knows that they're scamming and they will end up shutting that account down. Um, especially if a lot of reports come out. So that's a really great way to get that shut down and then make sure that any new accounts or any other accounts that you choose to use have the two factor authentication, um, feature on there. And whether you have a large account, a small account, whatnot, having that two factor on is really important because the only way that they are able to log into your account is by verifying via your phone or your email. Um, and although a lot of them will get in there and change, you know, the emails and the phone numbers or whatnot, if you already have the two factor on, they can't actually change anything unless it's verified through your account, um, or through your phone number or whatever of the secondary options that you've set up. So if you already have that set up, you'll at least get a notification saying, Hey, someone's trying to get into your account and you can shut that down a lot sooner than once they have everything in there. Um, that's a really big issue is that a lot of times when you don't have the two factor on the first thing that they do is go into the account, change the email or phone number, and then add two factor authentication to their own phone number or email so that they automatically get that two factor verification to their phone or device, um, of their choice. So that can be really scary and it can be really, 
initially daunting to be like, wow, like someone has literally screenshot all of my pictures. They've posted them on my, on this other account. Like they're pretending to be me. They're DMing my friends and family asking for credit card information. Um, I had someone tell me that someone was using their, um, like cloned account and reaching out to people that they didn't even, I guess, realize were not close friends and family. They were just people that, um, they interacted with a lot on Instagram, but didn't actually know in real life. And they were sending these like sob stories about like, I can't feed my kids. I can't buy, pay my bills. My husband like does horrible things and like he's scamming people and blah, blah, blah. And like basically played the sympathy card in order to get money. And what they were doing was sending an Amazon, um, what's it called? Not registry, like the, uh, wish list, Amazon wish list to people. And so they were just saying like, could you purchase something here? And then I don't know what the people were doing later, but they had one of their like distant friends reach out to them and say, Hey, like, did you end up getting the stuff I bought you on Amazon? Like, did it come to you? And, and the person was like, what? What are you talking about? And then they explain the whole situation. And so this wasn't even like in a timely matter. Like this had happened a couple weeks before. This person didn't even know that they had purchased this for them, quote unquote. And it was way too late to really do anything because the person had already moved on, shut down the account and gotten what they wanted out of it. So scary things, but lots of ways that we can prevent. Um, it's really important to me to keep myself safe and to keep my kids safe. Um, as I, I did mention briefly, I did have an experience a few years ago that I absolutely do not want to go into detail with. Um, there's just a lot of parts there. One day, if we meet up, I would be happy to share, but I'm not going to put that out there for my own safety. Um, but that experience really made me question and think about a lot deeper, you know, how I share things, when I share things and, you know, what to do here. Um, there's so many different ways to scam. There's so many different ways to essentially steal someone's identity. And every time a new feature comes out, every, like there's people that are literally full-time hackers, you know, some of the, the most talented people in the world that have some of the most high paying jobs in the world (laughs) that are based in, you know, ethical hacking were once in many cases, unethical hackers. And so they've really figured out everything and anything that they could possibly do. And unfortunately, with a lot of these platforms, there's only so much protection that they can offer. And then you need to really take that into your own hands. So a few tips uh, that I shared on my Instagram and I got a lot of comments from, so I wanted to reshare is first and foremost, if you are running this for business, really focus on socials for business and what you share in your business. I personally avoid posting my kids as much as possible unless it's in an uncompromised position. Um, Unfortunately, there are freaking weirdos out in the world and they will take pictures, manipulate pictures. Um, You know, I'm not saying this to just frighten you. I'm just trying to help you be aware of what's out there. We innocently hop on these apps. We innocently post pictures. We're just trying to have fun and connect and share. And we're so proud and so excited about, you know, what we have and what we want to to share with the world. But sometimes we have to remember that that's not how other people receive it. And there are people with other ulterior motives and it can be put in the wrong hands. So 
be very mindful of what you're posting. Um, you know, making sure that if you're sharing young kids, be very aware of, you know, their clothing, whether they have clothing on the positions that they are standing in. Like, you know, you, you really gotta, to look at that. Um, and also, you know, from like sharing their faces, um, sharing their names, it, it, it's hard sometimes because if you think about, you know, if, if someone wanted to find your kid at the park, uh, really easily, if you've been posting their names over and over and over again, they could easily say, hey, um, so-and-so, uh, your mom told me to come and pick you up. Uh, let's go wherever. And it's like, you could be in the car getting something while your kid is playing and there you go. How easy was that? You know, in everyday life, I like to believe that we don't live in a world that that happens, you know, all day, every day. But the reality is that unfortunately it does. So in order to protect ourselves, just be very mindful of the positions that you're posting your kids in. Um, you know, things can easily be cropped or face put on, in other places. Just just be mindful of that. And if you feel absolutely uncomfortable, but you do want to share, um, just put like an emoji over their face. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes it looks a little silly, but I also really appreciate and, uh, you know, feel sympathy for the people sharing images of their kids that just want to share, but are just not comfortable uh, with the idea of it being compromised. So that's one way to do it. Um, another really big thing that I had to start doing um, because of that situation was being incredibly mindful of the stories that I was posting and when. Uh, I rarely ever post my stories in real time, whether I'm home in a, where I feel very comfortable and safe, um, whether I'm home or not, I am not ever posting stories in real time. Uh and that's simply because if someone wanted to track you, that's how, how it would be done. You know, they would say, oh, look, she just posted something at home, which means that if I know where she lives, I'll just go there and I can follow her from there. And so be very mindful of that, especially if you have a, you know, large or small account. Having a large account just puts a larger target of um, or a larger audience of people that uh, might be wanting to know where you are, what you're doing and whatnot. So just be mindful of that. Um, and it's really easy to either just record that story and save it or record that story and put it in a draft and then post like once you've left that location. Uh, I see a lot of content creators, influencers, personalities, whatnot, even when they are staying in a hotel or uh, going for dinner. A lot of times, unless you are 100% comfortable with the fact that someone could show up to where you're at um, or you're promoting like come here have dinner tonight or something like that it's a little bit different but if you're just trying to protect your safety I highly recommend you know recording it and saving it for later and then it gives you also a little bit more time to actually be in the moment of what you're doing enjoy what you're doing whether it be dinner shopping uh, hanging out with friends or family and then that way when you're posting later you can add you know more uh, more detailed captions more fun gifts or like designs or whatever uh, and and add that little something special to your stories so the stories thing is also really important um, and then just like your content in general, uh, whether we like it or not, we do live in a world of viral content and it's very easy for someone to rip your content as long as it's been put out there. Even, you know, having a private account, you, 
I would hope you would be mindful of, you know, who you're allowing to see that content and you'd hope that everyone would have the right intentions. But, you know, even as a private account, you might accept someone, allow them to see your content and it could end up in the wrong hands. So private, public, what have you, um, it doesn't really matter if it's a public thing or a private thing, um, just be careful. Be very mindful. Be very uh, aware that anything you could, like that you post could end up in the wrong hands. Um, again, I'm not sharing this to, you know, freak you out and make you feel like you can't share anything. I just want, I don't want anything to happen to you. Um, and I don't ever want even the experience that I had to happen to anyone. So just being mindful of that, uh, will really help, you know, stay safe. Uh, another thing is too, is like when you're sharing stories or, or, uh, content or whatnot, uh, never give you like your actual house location. Uh, if you're, if you run like a retail store or something like that, then sure. Tag your location. Then that way people, if they're coming to visit the location, will know where it is and they can actually just tap that location and come and, uh, like if they tap, what am I trying to say? If they tap the location, it'll automatically go to a map. And then that way they can get directions directly to where you're at. Um, but we don't want that to our home or our private office or a space where our kids are. And we don't want, you know, them to come there. So be really mindful of the addresses that you're tagging. Um, I encourage you to use geotags for the sake of visibility and getting content and whatnot, but use like, uh, the nearest city or like larger city. So if you don't really feel comfortable sharing your town or whatnot, I would just share like a bigger city. Uh, and then that way they don't feel like they know exactly where you are. <laughs> you know, overall, uh, we try to focus, especially with the clients that I work with, I try to focus on, you know, their business content and infusing some of their family and, uh, you know, more personal stuff in their stories. It only lasts about 24 hours and then it kind of goes away. Um, and if they feel so inclined to share things, we're just really mindful of why we're sharing it, how we're sharing it and the position that we're putting um, you know, the other family members in. Uh, and I think you just have to really take a couple seconds and think about what you're sharing before you share it. Now, there's a whole other conversation to be had on the safety of social when it comes to your business and less about the content that you're sharing and more about the connections that you're making and what that looks like when you're running a business and you want to meet up with someone, um, you know, when I first started my business, a lot of the meetings that I was having were in person. It wasn't a phone call. Even it was meet up with me. Let's talk about what you can offer. Let's look over a contract. Let's design a proposal. Let's interview, you know, what have you. And I'm going to straight out say like, I met up with a lot of people that looking back, I didn't really think about that I was meeting up with them. I didn't think about the position that I was putting myself in. Like I didn't take one second to think about maybe I shouldn't meet up with this person. Maybe it's not a good idea. Um, do I feel comfortable? Like nothing. My whole focus was they want to meet with me. They want to sign a contract. I want to make money. How do I do this? Now, every situation is going to be totally and completely different. So I thought I would just give you some advice that I wish I had given myself <laughs> or I wish someone had said before, you know, I made the moves that I did. Um, 
I mean, at the end of the day, as long as you are, you know, making decisions that feel right to you, that's really the compass that I would go by. However, there are things that I think nowadays are a little scarier than when I first started out. So first and foremost, if you are going to be messaging someone and they are looking for your services, so you've put something out there, this person responded to you, they said they want to hire you or whatnot, my immediate action is to take it to email. Um, I just like to do that for a lot of reasons. One, if anything were to happen with Instagram, you can still like connect with them. Two, it allows it to be immediately a professional experience. Um, and then that casualness is kind of taken out of it. And then therefore things are taken a little more seriously. Um, and it just, I don't know, it just feels right to kind of take that off and go to email as soon as possible. Um, and another thing is to really be mindful of how you meet with them. So by no means uh, do I think you need to meet up with someone in person unless you have met with them face to face on like a FaceTime call, a Zoom, um, at least heard their voice, like do something like that first. Uh, we have managed over the past couple of years to be very successful in the remote situation. And so I do not think that if someone is pressuring you to meet up with them, that they would, you know, prefer to meet at a Starbucks or prefer to, um, be somewhere uh, publicly, I, like I don't think you need to do that. I think with the power of Zoom, FaceTime, even Instagram video call, like there's so many other ways that you can connect with someone before you actually meet with them in person, if you meet with them at all. Um, another thing to really keep in mind is that if you are signing any kind of contract, doing any work for someone, uh, be mindful of that. Have a contract signed. Have the down payment paid. Have the um, invoice, like, like get some kind of solid proof of what you are doing here because the virtual side of things can also be really tricky um, when you don't actually have like something solid to hold someone to. So don't meet up with anyone that you don't know. It's really easy to video chat with them, um, connect with them on Zoom or whatnot. Um, and do yourself a little bit of, of favor here and do some research on the people that reach out to you. Connect with them on LinkedIn, get their email, um, you know, ask for their business details, whether it be a website or references or whatnot. Um, don't make the mistake that I've made many times of assuming that just because someone reached out to me that it was totally safe and ready to go and everything was legit. Because I'll tell you that there were lots of them that were not <laughs> and lots of them that put me in compromising positions. Um, well, that I allowed to put me in compromising positions and that I would definitely go back and change some of those experiences. So when it comes to your business and just kind of staying safe on that, you know, make sure that you know who you're talking to, get acquainted with them and then make sure that before any work gets started, that you are on the same page. A contract is signed, a down payment is made uh, what, like a deposit is put down, what have you, um, and be very clear about what you're putting out there, um, and how comfortable you feel, you know, being in that position. Uh, another safety factor, if you will, is, um, when it comes to creating content on behalf of other clients, uh, I've done this many times, uh, and you have to really be, aware of like the boundaries that you have and what you will do, what you won't do, uh, and, and what that looks like for you. So, um, there was one client in particular that I had to be really mindful of what I was sharing and what I was saying, because I was 
uh, putting my face on their Instagram account. And, you know, there was a couple of things that I was asked to say or do. And I, I was very open and said, no, I like, I don't want to do that. It kind of compromises how my business runs, um, for other clients. And it actually goes, you know, competitively against another client that I was currently working with. And because I didn't have exclusivity rights on any of the clients that I was working with at the time, I could talk about and represent other clients. However, it just didn't feel comfortable. So for me, that was a safety factor. It put another opportunity in jeopardy. And so I wanted to be mindful of that. Now, everyone's situation is going to be totally different. Uh, The people that you engage with and interact with are also going to be different. Um, So a lot of this isn't like one size fits all, but these are just a few things that I felt like it's been on my heart or on my brain or whatever the phrase is. I'm horrible with phrases. Like I I love using them. I love like punny things and fun stuff like that. I just like never seem to get them right. And I don't know why, but, um, I just felt like I needed to say a lot of this, uh, just to kind of bring awareness to it and and start the conversation. This is definitely part one of a, a greater conversation that we'll have over time. So I would really love that if any of this resonated with you, please find me on Instagram at pop the campaign, uh, DM me any of your questions, thoughts, feelings, what have you, maybe you have had experiences, um, in compromise safety on social, or maybe you're in a situation where you need some advice on keeping, uh, yourself or someone, you know, safe on social. And I'd love to help, you know, walk you through that. I'd be more than happy to, uh, maybe let's create a a fun episode where we can kind of do that. And, uh, we'll talk to some people on their experiences and we can walk through uh, a safety plan to set that up. I know, especially if you, um, are a teen, you are younger, you might have teen children, nieces, nephews, friends, what have you. Um, being safe as a teen in this online world is, very scary. It can be quite overwhelming and, you know, very small moves can, can put you in a position. So making sure that you're mindful of that and, you know, taking the proper precautions can really save a much greater issue from happening. Um, I really appreciate you listening and getting to this point. If you have, uh, again, find me on Instagram, tag me, uh, DM me, let's have a conversation. I want you to stay as safe as possible. And I think this is a conversation that could, should be talked about more and more often. And I would love to help facilitate that. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you're having a great hump day, a great week, and I hope the rest of your week is off to an amazing start. Have a great weekend and I will chat with you next week. Cheers. Cheers.